This is Sarah Elizabeth, and you're listening to Front Porch Radio in Columbia, Tennessee, 101.7 WKOM. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job defenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. 
Quick Bar Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I'm gonna give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. Bring in the new year with Rubik's Groove, your outside-of-the-box, totally 80s, 90s, and aughts dance party band. Go to themulehouse.com for more information and tickets. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Hey, we didn't get to where we are by taking days off around here, you know what I mean? I want to welcome you and yours into our Christmas party today. This is my Christmas party. Day after the holiday, but yet the holiday. Many people aren't working right now. Merry Christmas, Matt. Merry Christmas, Brian. Hope you all are. Uh, hope you all are well. My best to you and yours. Merry day after yes. Christmas. Yep. Welcome to my Christmas doing, party, doing guys. Doing great. Welcome to my Christmas party, guys. Most shows are off today. Most people are off today. I, I've, I've got the compulsion to keep on going, though. It's just my nature. And as long as I'm drawing air, I don't think I'm going to change anytime soon, so... You guys have a nice uh, nice Christmas day? You glad it's over with, like I am? It's a uh, wonderful time, Tony. I'm sort of, uh, I don't know. I have, a, I have like a complicated relationship with Christmas. Who's the uh, piano player there, Tom? David Bivens. Baby Boy Bivens at a Bop Shop. By the way, we'll be playing music out Thursday if you want to get out and get away from your family for a day or so this week. We're going to be um, out with the Fountain City Ramblers on Thursday night. Kind of an all-sing celebration. I'm supposed to... I don't know. You hear the Yule Log popping there in the background. All right, happy and welcome into our uh, Christmas celebration. I'm thankful for you. Merry Christmas to you. I have given Matt Dixon a present. Brian, no offense, but Matt has a present today. He's going to pop it open here momentarily. Um, News of the day. Is there any news out there? Let me think here. Cowboys sock. Uh, the Ravens made a statement last night. Ravens made a statement. My Eagles are not very good. 
Uh, Kenny Payne is going to remain as basketball coach after their 25-point beatdown over the weekend. Kentucky held the score down, Matt, and still... And they still scored like yeah. 98. Yes. They don't defend at all. That Conley Hatfield guy, like his four straight triple-double, and literally that's all that kid cares about. That kid is an absolute bodo. He is a trucking bodo. So we have a lot to get into today. Very little time to get there. And um, we're having a little Christmas party. Very laid-back edition of the program today. I'm um, getting ready. You know, this bowl season is actually going to be kind of fun to watch here going forward. Brian, when does bowl season really begin? When do we start seeing some some games that are... Um, when do we start seeing games, Brian, that really matter? Well, some would say they don't really matter until the playoffs, but no. you're going to start seeing more. Um, I'd say today, after today, maybe uh, maybe Wednesday, when you start seeing SEC teams play. I think the first SEC game is tomorrow night against yep. Texas A&M plays. That's the first of nine SEC teams to play in a bowl game. So when the SEC starts popping, that's when it gets I'll really that. real. That's, yeah. that's when it gets really real. So here we are. It is our Christmas celebration. Matt, when you think back on your childhood, what's your favorite? Give me a thing that really popped for you at Christmas time. Because I, I was talking with a couple friends of mine today, one of whom said, you know, Christmas kind of overrated, which I think it is, but I overly commercialized, certainly. Which just doesn't speak to my ethos. It just doesn't speak to my soul. But you have something, Matt, like from your past that you pop for. I don't want to ask people that today. It's part of our Christmas celebration. And then, Matt, I've I've gifted you a present. I'd like for you to unwrap it here momentarily. But uh, anything jump out at you? Days gone by. Uh, well, probably the most memorable one to me was a uh, trip to um, Phoenix uh, in December of 98 to witness the national championship game. How, how old would you have been? Uh, I believe I had just turned 10. Wow. When I was 10, I got a train set where the engine puffed smoke. You'd put these little pellets in it. And it would go around a puff smoke. And Matt was getting like an intercontinental, interballistic trip. Two different childhoods right there. Well, I've, I've been chasing that high as a Tennessee fan ever since. Eight six five two. Yeah, that's probably a pretty good point. Eight six five two hundred five four zero two. I used to love too, man. Like at Christmas time, those um, we used to get these slot cars. Did either one of you ever get a dud gift, like something you really wanted as a kid, and then you got it, and you were like, God, this thing sucks? Did that ever happen? Probably some type of video game I thought was cool, and then when you get into playing it, it just sort of bored you. Yeah, I'm going to look mine up, see if it's still Or you just, you just play something so much, and you get tired of it, and a year later, you're just kind of out of love with it. Do you guys remember the... Um, catalogs christmas catalogs are either one of you old enough for that 
Yeah, I do remember those. What about it? What do you remember about it? Uh, I just remember how everything looked like it's so enhanced. It looked different. It's kind of like a menu of food on it. It looks different before you get it than it does afterwards. Um, it is pretty interesting. Um, I had a thing that I wanted as a kid. And I couldn't wait to get it, and I was so excited. And I saw this thing in a um, in a catalog. And by the way, we're going to get to a really good gift because I I threw this up for um, welcome to my Christmas party. Come hang, it says. Vols SEC, and then hashtag Nico. So I've got Nico up there for a reason, but we'll get to that. This would have been like, I was probably 10-ish, maybe. So this is probably 1975, 76, somewhere in that neighborhood, maybe 77. And there was this thing. It was a gas-powered car called a Cox Action Van, C-O-X Action Van. And this thing would snap to start. Here it is. That, 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 um... There's a little thing in the back here. You go, and try to get the damn thing to start. My thing would never start. And it was extremely cool if you could have gotten it to start. It had a .049 engine in it. It was gas-powered, Matt. What could go wrong giving a 10-year-old kid a gas-powered machine? I mean, what, what could go wrong? They, my parents, I asked for it, and they got it for me. Um, here is a little uh, excerpt about this toy. <laughs> With gas costing what it does is these days, car manufacturers are forced to find ways to make their cars smaller and more efficient. But here's a real mini gas guzzler from the 1970s. This one's only just big enough for G.I. Joe and Big Jim to go on a camping trip. But the Cox Action Van and the Cox manufacturer of model planes and real gas engines in the 1970s, they put that technology into plastic vans. That thing was so freaking cool looking. I could not get it to start, Matt. I sat there one day and went, pew, pew, turn, I kept turning this little, look it up online, y'all. I spent the whole Christmas day trying to figure out how to start this thing. It had real gas in it. What could go wrong, Matt, giving a kid a toy that's got real gas in it? I mean, seriously. Did you ever get it to start? No. And my neighbor had one, and he got his to start, and it was pretty cool. But it had, like, these little little chips, I think, you put in it that... Made the car do different things, and it sounded, his sounded awesome. I couldn't get mine to start. I think it scarred me. Did uh, he actually offer to come help you get your started? No, he laughed After at me. After he got his started? No, he laughed at me. His name was Joe. Joey. Oh, well. Joey laughed at me. 865-200-5402. If you want to get in the hunt and in the mix with us. And you want to share with me a cool Christmas story of, of days gone by. 
Another 1970s toy that I remember is something called Mr. Quarterback. Did anybody, anybody remember Mr. Quarterback? Brian, you ever heard of Mr. Quarterback? Uh, no, I haven't. Mr. Quarterback was this thing. Try to picture this, guys. This really heavy base made of, like, metal and plastic. A really heavy um, um, metal arm, Matt. A really heavy metal arm affixed to this thing that would throw footballs. So it was like a mechanical arm. Like you would load the football on this spring-loaded thing, and then it had a timer on it, and you can go out for a pass, and it would fire It would fire balls at you. What do you think, Matt, we were doing? A uh, jugs do machine, sort of? What do you think? No, jugs machine is, is um, you know, made with, made with wheels. What do you think, Dixon, we were doing with that thing by the end of the day? When we realized that thing would fire things. <laughs> Probably either shooting them at cars or each other. Yeah, we were firing rocks at each other with it. If anybody experienced the uh, Mr. Football, it was actually a pretty cool little toy. Uh, three cheers for Mr. Football. 865-200-5402. Cinco, do you have uh, Sean Sinclair's join the Christmas party? We're going to have different folks stop by as we go today. I've invited my whole crew. Bino's being an arrogant fool, as usual, since he's winning our picking contest. And I think he's too good for the deal. Cinco, do you have a favorite Christmas toy from years gone by? I told about one of the duds I had, the Cox Action Van. Had a .049 engine in it. I could never get the freaking thing to start. It scarred me to this day. And then, uh, and then, uh, but I did have a train that blew smoke, which I thought was pretty cool. You put these little pellets in it, and it blew smoke. Man, I had all of the above. Let's see. Um, I had a Cox plane. You remember that? Um, you remember the Cox versus oh, yeah. those, those oh, gas yeah. tanks? I don't, gas I don't think I was 10 years old. I think I was like seven. And my Uncle John, the greatest of all time, he uh, he got that for me. My mother, my mother looked at him like he was a complete idiot, giving a seven-year-old a Cox plane with gas. And he goes, oh, nothing <laughs> will happen. So we get in a, in this Cox plane, you, uh, you, you, you hooked a, it was like a kite. You hooked a, uh, two little strings on it and a handle. You gas that mother up. You get into a cul-de-sac, and uh, I should have known my uncle was uh, a little off. He, he used to feed his dog butter, like a stick of butter. So yes. go figure that. If you're, still, if you're still out there, John Yoshi, he-ho. But anyway, we get that same thing. You put the little pro- thing around the propeller. You get a... And then all of a sudden, it took off. We got two revolutions around that thing. That mother effort caught on fire in midair. And it went straight down to the ground, exploded. And uh, my mom was just freaking out. And my uncle and I were jumping around. It was the greatest thing we'd seen. Yes! A toy that lasted like 10 seconds. But but here you are, all these years later, remembering that. Boom! Yeah, I had another one. Another one was uh, my my great toys always ended bad. I got a Stretch Armstrong. I love Stretch that, Armstrong. Did you get yeah, the jelly thing, out of it? And that thing was always cold as ice. It yep. wasn't, I wasn't strong enough to pull it because it was so cold. That's what he, so I, I said, I'll, I'll teach you. I got a knife and cut off his arm. and uh, The jelly. Uh, so he, oh, yeah, the jelly. And then, mm-hmm. and then the best one of all time, I got um, 
I got Evil Knievel. Oh my and, gosh, uh, Bow Bye. Yeah, here. yeah. Oh yeah, Evil Knievel and uh, Fame Uncle. We he go get, to. He um, gave you the stunt cycle. Did you get the stunt know, what, cycle? Well, yeah, we we got the uh, yeah. He got me the uh, he got me the van and the oh. and the thing. And oh. so we thought it would be a cool idea. Well, he thought it'd be a cool idea if we went to the mall and jumped that mother down an escalator. And uh, so <laughs> he stood on the bottom of the escalator and had me wind it up. And that thing, well, buddy, I let that thing fly off like a two-story escalator. It was awesome. I, that thing, the kids had got, no before idea. It got, before oh. it got halfway down there, that thing was in like 20 pieces. Sean, awesome. that Evil Knievel toy was the heaviest. The toys that we played with were like metal. They were heavy. They were real toys, They were man. dangerous. Yeah, you get you get you an erector set, you could cut off the erector set with that was thing. incredible. Anyway, yeah. so I want to know, back in the day, what dud gift you got and then what great gift you got. Uh, Matt said that one year he woke up and he got a, uh, which is right right on brand for Matt, Tennessee-related thing, 10 years old, tickets to the national championship game and a trip. No, there was none of that stuff in my household. No, uh, hey, let me, no. Let me and for all these people that aren't old enough, there was nothing greater than the Sears Dream Book. There it is. The Sears, the Sears Wish Book. There I it is, Sean. There it is, Sean. Sears yep. Wish Book was the single greatest oh. thing of all time. You would sit there and dog ear those pages. Yep, exactly. And dog ear those pages and look at things. Oh, my, my mom would look God. at that catalog all dog eared and she'd look at me straight in the eye and go, Yeah, right. Yeah, like you're getting none of this. It, believe it. That Cox action van, I so desire. And they, when I got that thing and we could not get that thing to start. And it had that little thing in the back of it where you go, pfft, pfft. you know what that yeah. thing was like? That thing was like Rick Barnes basketball, Matt. That thing looked great in the box. That thing looked great in yeah. the box, Matt. It looked great on paper. Man. It would not start it, it, when the it, time you came. Know, it should have worked. It should have worked in December. It yeah. in March. <laughs> man, hey, yeah, hey, Matt, you don't know what you're missing when that when that Cox airplane came into that. I can't Im- back like Haley's comment. I can't imagine that. I'll never forget that. Can you imagine giving a seven-year-old kid a gas-powered uh, toy? Do you know how cool your uncle is? I love is? that uncle. I don't know him, but I love him. I'm not for him. I'm not against him. I am for him. And my number is 865-200-5402. If you want to stop by our little Christmas celebration. All right, Matt, open your box. Open your box. I want to tell the living listener, because I think we're about to get a present here. Go ahead, Matt. Open your box. All right. It's kind of a small package here. All right. I'm surprised you didn't put it in a in a gift bag, Tony. Well, Matt, I love it's you. It's kind of on brand, right? And Merry Christmas yes. to you, Matt. Merry Christmas oh, to you. Oh, wow. It's a it's one of those NIL Nico cards All right. Uh, that, that you see at, at Alumni Hall. Okay. So, the reason that Matt's been Blackout. Here, huh. All right, Matt. So the reason Matt's been gifted a Nico NIL card. Sean, would you like to guess the reason for that today? Because there is a reason for this uh, particular season. Well, I'm hoping mm-hmm. 
that that means that Nico will start the Citrus Bowl. Let's uh, let's do this. We'll come back on the other side and we'll talk about Matt's gift and the reason why as we continue right after this. This is Coach Devin Simler from Columbia Central Baseball. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Alert, alert! Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram has a huge announcement. We're expanding our service center to get you in and out quicker than ever. That's right, five new service bays to get your vehicle back on the road. Don't drive a Chrysler Dodge Jeep or Ram. It doesn't matter. Our certified technicians are trained to work on all makes or models. More service, less time. Only at Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Family owned and operated. You can count on us. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett & Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big, no tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113 or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. Hi, it's Terry from Tillis Jewelry. Our customers know us for our one-of-a-kind custom jewelry. And this year, we've outdone ourselves with the TJ Collection Christmas Edition. Feast your eyes on the deco line, featuring a modern twist on the lovely art deco style. You won't be disappointed. We guarantee you'll love everything about the TJ Christmas Edition. Stop by Tillis Jewelry on Columbia Square, where the best surprises come in small, beautifully wrapped packages. Happy holidays from Tillis Jewelry. 
The generations that have paved the way for us deserve respect, integrity, and compassion. This is Kelly Dobson, owner of Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. My grandmother and mother started this business in 2005, and I was honored to take over in 2012. Licensed and insured, we help our aging community stay in the comfort of their own homes. Online at caringheartshomehealthcarellc.com, by phone 931-381-5470, or in person at 1121 Trawood Avenue here in Columbia. That's Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. Need a little extra cash for the holidays? From now until Christmas, Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical is giving you a $500 Visa gift card when you buy select new HVAC systems or receive a $250 gift card with a new tankless water heater. And upgrade now with monthly payments as low as $79. Visit happyhiller.com. Happy you'll be or the service is free. Call the Happy Face Truck today. Elevate your day at Old School Vapor. Check out our selection of disposables like Kato Bar, Viho, Raz, Lost Mary, Breeze, and more. Enjoy 35% off your entire e-liquid purchase and 20% off everything else. With every $20 Club 13 purchase, snag a chance to win a Rad Runner e-bike. And for Exodus lovers, every purchase gets you a ticket to win an Xbox Series S. Check us out at OldSchoolVapor.com. Debbie Matthews grew up and lives in beautiful Columbia, Tennessee. As a realtor, she is well-versed in homes, neighborhoods, development, and schools. She wants to share her love of her home state with others to help them find just the right place to raise a family, open a business, or develop a dream. From luxury listings to land, she can handle it all. She is the current leading producer, Nashville Realty Group. Contact Debbie Matthews Realtor at 615-476-3224. That's 615-476-3224. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in Southern Middle Tennessee. WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. You know, I I love Sean, I love Brian, but I had just given Matt a gift on this uh, day after Christmas. And those guys are my guys. But, Matt, what was the gift again? As you opened it up here, and then we're going to go to the TLD Logistics phone lines. Uh, it was an eco card from the that NIL set that Tennessee has. Yeah, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here's what I'm hearing. I hinted at this today in the blog. Where, by the way, we did some uh, orange orange sort really did some funny, some great um, Christmas gift wishes for uh, staff and everybody involved and listeners to the show and check that out today over at uh, tclub.team we had fun with it and then I was hinting around look we're the show of record and uh, I kind of don't care you know I just we get on here and talk sports and I give you my opinion like today for instance um, one of my Christmas wishes let's see here um, Jimmy Haslam, a trip to Club Fed in 2024. I mean, that's, you know, it's pretty next level. When you put that in print in Knoxville, Tennessee, it, it means you got Kajunis. Toward that end, I, I'm hearing that Tennessee's plan internally. See, none of this made any sense bowl game-wise why they were just going to throw Joe Milton out there and let him play. It just doesn't especially when you think about what the bowl games have devolved into. 
I don't know if you've noticed, but bowl games have devolved. Like Florida State's quarterback just jumped into the portal. Was that the guy that was going to start against Georgia, or am I imagining that? Is that the guy that finished the season for them, or is the other guy back? Does anybody know here on the panel? Brian, you're into the minutia of the minutia. The kid that just jumped into the portal. No, that was he, uh, he the was the, guy they the starter. In. He was a starter. That was the second guy after Travis got hurt. But he was the guy that was going to out. But he was the guy that was going to start the game, right? Yeah, I think okay. so. So that's where yes. we, that's where we are with bowl games, okay? And, and, by, and they're in like a, and they're playing Georgia, and Georgia's like a fourteen point favorite in that game. And Georgia is going to. Now, Georgia's had 15 opt-outs. I looked this morning. 15 guys went into the portal, 15 opt whatever the, the total, 15 opt-outs. Georgia is going to hammer, hammer them, okay? I mean, they couldn't play to begin with. They're sure not going to be able to play now. Uh, you could have made an argument for them to get into the playoff based on what happened, this, that, and the other. But these games, at the end of the day, unless you're playing in a playoff, I mean, what are you looking at? And these early uh, bowl games are just, you say to yourself, man, I'm a, I love college football and I'm a degenerate. But like Mike Huguenin said the other day, that's not college football, what these games are, what they've done to these bowl games. So let's move along. The Nico deal, here's what I'm hearing on Nico, and I've gotten this from a couple different sources inside Tennessee's deal. The plan... Now, they insist to me that he's starting two people. And I don't know that I believe that. So I'm going to temper what I'm going to say on here. The plan, I do know without a doubt and do believe in my heart of hearts, the plan is for him to play a lot in this game. Now, I would think that if Tennessee would come out publicly, and I don't know that Josh Heupel's going to do that. I'm going to throw that around the room to these guys. And you at 865-200-5402. I don't know that Tennessee, that Heupel's going to say that out loud. If they did, if word leaks out, if they just said, you know what, the heck with it. It's, it's a bowl game and my belief is, my belief is that Joe Milton's going to get like a cursory amount of time in his hometown, and then he's going to be able to walk off, and the Nico era begins. Which, by the way, would be wonderful. Now, let me go around the room to my panel here. Do you guys believe? Do you smell LLLLL what my sources were cooking? Uh, and Matt, I want to start with you. Or do you think this is wishful thinking, too good to be true, Josh Heupel's not going to do this, and Nico's not going to play the preponderance of that game? What do you think, Matt? You first. Uh, I'd have to believe it to, to or see it to believe it. But I, I don't know how you don't kind of try at least try to showcase Nico some in this game. How about you, Sean? When you um, when you consider the implications here, 
What do you make of this? Because I, I was told Tony's going to start. Now, I don't believe that. So I'm not saying it out loud. But I am telling you what the chatter is because it is what it is. I'm not making this up. Sean, do you buy that they would have the chutzpah? To, and I think the foresight, I think the smart thing to do here in light of, hey, look, Evan Stewart, uh, other people in the portal, I don't think you ever quit recruiting. Nick Saban called his playoff game. He said, look, I've got a class of kids for 2025 that are going to make decisions in May, and the playoffs are an opportunity for us to perform in front of them. Those were his words, not mine. Why would it be any different for Tennessee who plays on the exact same day? Why would why would they approach the game any differently? Uh, Sean, your thoughts? I would have been with Matt except for they just scorched earth that old man DB room uh, this year and uh, just, just flushed the whole thing out, which was pretty surprising to me. I don't believe for one second that those – Old head DBs uh, decided on their own uh, to change locations. I think I think they were told, uh, "Adios, amigos, no nil for you." And um, so I think that you said Evan Stewart. Evan Stewart's uh, originally from Memphis. Both of his parents went to UT. Um, a lot of chatter that he's going to Alabama. We'll see, but uh, you never know. And then also. Uh, we'd like a, you know, you got George McIntyre uh, from the mid-state sitting there looking to make something happen perhaps in January, as Austin Price says, and we, we want to see that high-flying offense again. It's uh, Nico's not going to prevent uh, George for com- from coming because you'd think that, you know, he's a, Nico will likely be here two years if we think he is what he is, and then that just gives George one year to, to hang out, and then, and then it's his baby, so... Uh, I think this place needs something, a little pop, and uh, uh, I'm absolutely surprised that. And, and I still think there might be staff changes uh, come the new year. I think you got to get all these kids on campus first, get through signing day and all that, and then and then see what happens. So um, I, I tend to lean toward what you're hearing, Brian Hartman. Does it make sense? And then we'll go to the phones. Yeah, the bowl game, sometimes it can be treated like it's a finish to one season or the start of another. And it sounds like with the DB situation that this is being treated as a maybe last year's bowl game was sort of a finish to last year, but this year maybe a start to the next season. So I think I can believe that Nico would play more, to be honest with you, because I think they've done all, I think Joe Milton's done all he, all he can do at this point. And I do think with a DB situation, like, Matt, to the people that have not seen Iowa play, because I have, my, my, my brother's a big Penn State fan, so I sort of keep up with that league. And I will say, outside of the top three or four teams in it, the rest of that stuff is, no offense to them, it's pretty dreadful and they're pretty slow and they're pretty white. I can say that, you know, we're just, we're just hanging out today. I'm just, it's just us talking. How will we tell that our DBs can play in that game, Matt, our young DBs? 
I mean, a good passing uh, well, day. The only thing you could down. do, you could tell if they can't play. Yeah, because a good passing they, day for Iowa is what, Matt? What's the number they'll hit if they are if they're really on? I mean, if if they have a nice day, maybe 150 yards. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're dead last in the country in I, passing. I really don't think. Oh, well, I know our fan base appreciates how boring they are because this game has zero. You talk about something with zero pop to it surrounding Tennessee football. I'll tell you this. Word gets out that Nico's going to start or play most of the game. The plan, They have the secession plan in play. And they just say, hey, that's what we're doing. Um, the walk-up to that game will greatly increase. I, I was looking online today. I think tickets are like 50 bucks to it right now. Like the walk-up price, 50 bucks to that thing right now, which I think is below market value. Below, um, If one of you guys want to look at it, it's below the face value, ticket price deal. I mean, my roan, as we say in the trade. We'll go to the phones. Eight six five. Right, Tom, could you um, could you also factor in the, that um, you said earlier that yeah. I believe you said earlier that uh, some of the NIL people contributors were getting a little chirpy. They were uh, that that uh, Nico hadn't seen enough. So uh, really, if you think about it, Josh Heupel, has nothing to lose. Um, you throw the you, you let him play, win or lose, it doesn't matter. If, if we win or lose, the fans are just as long as you have a uh, passing of the baton to Nico and a and a good uh, good showing there, fans are gonna they're gonna be fine with anything that happens. I know I will. And if he comes out against that defense, okay, let's say he comes out against that defense and struggles. Who everybody pretty much struggles against that defense, like. Matt, what did Michigan? Do we know what Michigan threw for? And Michigan's not a really a great example because they're another team. That whole league just sucks offensively. No offense to them. What do you guys know the the numbers? Anybody know the numbers? I know Matt, you've done a deep dive into Iowa. I think Michigan had maybe two hundred yards of total offense in that game. Wow. Yeah, M- Michigan had two offensive touchdowns, and I think the combined yards on the drives was like 18 yards. Yeah, they were set up nicely by turnovers, I think. I know, and Penn, I think Penn, again, Penn State again, scored I've, 31, and that's the most they've given up all year. I've seen so many Big Ten white turkey defenses go down to Florida and get smoked. I don't care what's on the side of their helmet. They can't run with the SEC. Never have been able to. That's exactly right. And that league, if you don't have Ohio State or Michigan on the field, I'm picking Michigan in the playoff game. I think they're better than Alabama. I think Michigan's going to get Alabama. Um, I've had a decent feel for the top of college football all year. I have no idea what's going to happen in the other playoff game. Texas-Washington, I really don't know how to feel about that. It would be very apropos if Texas defeated Washington and came into the Southeastern Conference with a national championship from another league to join the league. It would be, we, we've used the term on-brand a few times this hour. That would be a pretty on-brand thing to happen for major college football. And Texas, I will remind you, is pretty freaking loaded. They're pretty capable of that. But then again, Washington's capable of beating them. But we're back to our our game and we're thinking about I 
it's kind of like letting those DBs go, to Sean's point. If you're playing a team that could really throw the ball and you knew you were exposed, do you try to play nice with those DBs till January? Maybe. But the fact that you played Iowa or playing Iowa gave Tennessee and gives Tennessee the luxury of saying to those guys, because what happened was, because the, the dirty little secret about NIL, and you have to understand this, is that these kids in a locker room are no different than anybody else in a neighborhood. You see your neighbor with a new car, and most people think to themselves, man, i got to get one of those. Or, how much did he pay for that? Or, why does that fool get to drive a nice car like that? I'm over here driving a hoopty. On those teams, those kids chirp at each other, hey, man, and they lie to each other. I'm getting this, and you're, you're not getting anything. You know those upperclassmen are going, I, I, we played all year. And these guys are gotten paid. that are Yeah, they're, they got paid because they can play. Well, if they can play, then why were we playing ahead of them? Boy, that's a great question. One that everybody and their grandmother is wondering about right now. Um, but playing Nico a lot in this game is risky, but it's really not. Because when our fan understands that Michigan had two, two offensive touchdowns in their game com, uh, comprised of 18 yards in total offense on those two drives, and, and how much total offense did Michigan have in that game, guys? Or yards passing, I guess is what I'm wondering. Does anybody know I that? I think they had, yeah, I think they had around, they had 200 total yards passing. Uh, I think it was around 100 and something, like mid 100 something. So a good showing for if Nico went out there and threw, you know, and and got us to a couple hundred yards and threw for like a hundred, we'd go, hey man, that's a nice showing by him. I mean, it isn't like we're going to expect him to light the world on fire. Really, what you want to see out of him and what you want to show that Stewart guy is, look at this dude, look at how he moves, look at his. The thing that I got from Nico when he was in very the very limited, and I do mean limited, time he played this year, was that he had a feel for what he was doing. And I love the concept of feel. I think feel is such an important thing. And, you know, being somebody that plays a little bit of music, people that feel what they're doing or the, the concept of that are just sort of... It's a, it's a level of intelligence to be able to feel what you're doing. So, eight six five two hundred five four zero two. If you want to talk about what I'm hearing, which is that Nico's going to have a large role in this ball game. That is my belief. To the phones we go. Eight six five two hundred five four zero two, and we don't think this exposes him, right? None of us in the panel think this exposes him. I think it's good prep for him to play a defense like this. Yep. If the, if, if the offensive line represents, you know, if some of these guys play, I think he's going to be fine. Which makes a lot – some people last week were saying, when we were talking about why wouldn't Tennessee do this, it looks like they're going to, by the way. Um, do you guys think Hypel comes out and admits it to the press? Because this is going to get out. Generally, we start talking about it. Somebody starts nibbling around the apple. This is going to get out. Does he admit it? 
What do you think? No Matt? chance. No, ch- no chance. Because he viewed as kind of a schematic advantage if if the other team doesn't isn't prepared for Nico well, he, to play the whole game. He kept saying that Kevin that uh, Cody May or Cooper Mays was going to play. That was so funny. When he was going to be, you know, he kept saying that, and it was obvious he wasn't. So you, what do you think, Sean? He might admit it just to sell a few tickets, get a little buzz. I don't think he will. I don't think he's going to have the opportunity to talk about it. Oh, they'll do some press stuff down there. Sure, but um, no, he'll just talk about um, he'll just talk about what Joe's meant to the place, how he stuck around, and you know, blah blah blah. There's no there's there's no sense to throw Joe under the bus. I'm really excited about the possibility now. I've gotten my <clears throat> gotten myself excited here. To the phones we go. I think this kid's gonna be a great player. People I talk to and respect. I just think the guy's gonna be a really nice player here. And where that's borne out is in these games that matter. Can you affect the game and make a play, one way or the other, or can you affect the game and not put your team in harm's way? Because that's what the great ones do. You know, you got to have weapons. I'm watching Patrick Mahomes over the weekend, and I'm thinking to myself, the difference. But and that's why, I, if I'm Tennessee, I'm going to get in that Stewart guy. You guys, people can laugh at me for this. You can't have enough playmakers in major college football. You can't. Well, you they've can't. got that. They've got that Seton money. You that's, would think. Yeah, that's exactly right. Because he's done. Seaton actually signed with Colorado on Friday. Sean, how crazy is that? That that kid fooled the industry twice because there were people out there saying it was down to Tennessee and Maryland at the end, and then he went right back to Colorado. That was a total psyops the whole time. Yeah, I don't think he got. I don't think he got that uh, big money either. I think he. Uh, I think he bought into the branding or whatever. To the phone, you know, whatever, whatever. Hey, good, good, good on the kid. Good luck to him. Let's go to the phones. Eight six five two hundred five four zero two. What he did though is he wasted Tennessee's precious time. Um, which for Josh Heupel, by the way, on the Christmas wish list, I I wish for him. If you want to go over to tclub.team and see that, I wish for him two ace recruiters on his coaching staff, two closers. To help him, because he needs that they're short stacked on that coaching staff, recruiting wise. I'm convinced of that. Hello and welcome into our next call. You're live on the air. Hello, Tony. It's Magnum. Hey, Mag. Merry Christmas to you. Merry, Merry Christmas to you, man. <clears throat> um, I, I I probably see more kids doing that kind of thing. You know, stringing them out and getting some more money. Yeah. But he stringed it out and got less money. Seaton oh, got less money. Yeah, Seaton would have. Uh, Seaton was going to get about two point three million from the Vols. There's no way they can afford to do that <laughs> at Colorado, unless Dion's following what some people think Lane Kiffin's doing, which is kicking in his own funds. Which, by the way, I think that is a smart thing for any of these head coaches to do. My goal would be to win if I had one of those jobs, and I'm already a multimillionaire from Lane Kiffin. I'm probably way more than a multimillionaire if I've invested my money properly and I'm a brand like Deion Sanders 
who I don't know if you guys have ever looked into the deal he has at Colorado, but he has an incredible apparel deal there where he gets a, a high percentage of everything that sells while he's there. Basically, he owns Colorado's program. You talk about whoring themselves out to get a guy. If you ever get bored, go down the Deion Sanders rabbit hole and look at the incredible deal he has with them. Can, uh, how much do you think he actually coaches? Who cares? He's got an insane deal. He's like a face. He's like the. He's just. He's a. He's smart. He's effective. How much money yeah. is he making them? That's what I'm saying. He yes, when he had them red hot last year, and they had all those jets coming in, and that whole thing, and that will start back up again if they can win big there, which I thinks, uh, I think that is a uh, you know who knows. But Tony, you were talking earlier about Christmas presents. Yeah, yeah. You have something from the past, and the the catalogs. I remember mm. we used to get the J.C. Penney catalog. Mm. And in the back was the toys and the sports stuff. And, you know, I can, most of my memorable presents as a kid were sports related. I was probably, you know, 78, 79. I was four or five years old. Got a Bob Greasy jersey. Now, were you a, were you a Dolphin fan growing up? At the time. I mean, well, I mean, that was all, you know, we had to. That was all you could get, right? It's what you were just getting ready to say. NFC games were Dolphins. And, you know, NFC games on CBS were Cowboys. My parents got me a Terry Bradshaw jersey when I was a kid and told me they couldn't (laughs) find any Eagle stuff. Oh, good Lord. Which is true. Back in our day, Sean, all you had was shirts that said property of... And there yeah. weren't many of them. You couldn't find, you could, like, there aren't many T-shirts from the 70s because uh, sports-related. With that catalog stuff, yeah. you could get that stuff, you know, that, um, and then I remember it would have been 80 or 81. I can somehow remember that it was, I, it, it came with a number 34 jersey. It was a full UT uniform, you know, those little uniforms you could get with a plastic helmet <laughs> and it was a 34 jersey and it was James Berry was number 34 at the time so it would have been 80 or 81 um Eric Berry's dad and you know I thought I was just you know I'd put that on and go out and listen to John Ward would be doing the games and I'd be playing along great memories my friend Great yeah, memories. Tony, the best one ever was one of those things you ordered out of the catalog. It was a NFL helmet set, the the little small helmet, uh, and it came with some goalposts. Uh, and each team, it had every team, and and you could put them. And I would, you know, as a little stats geek, at about eight years old, I would uh, put them in order of whatever the division was at the time. You know, I'd look in the paper and get the division standings, and I would put them in order. And it was it was gorgeous. And I w- wish I hadn't gotten rid of that. You being a Cowboy fan, Magnum, what, what order is there? I was not a Cowboy fan. What, what order is our helmet going to be? Oh, you're a Packer fan. I'm a Packer fan. I like, hey, I like that Jordan Love. He's, he's going to be a nice player. Yeah. <clears throat> but... Um, you know, those, 
and the, the helmets were just, I mean, it was just something cool to see every day. Every day. Physical yeah. stuff, physical stuff. And I appreciate you. Thank you, Magnum. I'll tell you something I don't understand, guys, but today. And I don't know whether they were a front, a scam, whatever they are, but these non-fungible tokens, NFTs. Matt, why would I pay you for something that sits on my phone like a little image, and you tell me that's collectible? Who's? I, I've never understood that. I don't. I don't know what the point of that is. Like I like to junk around and buy and sell and find old things. Like a hundred years from now, is somebody going to open a device and go, "Man, look at this NFT of." whatever Sean would you explain to me what that like an NF why that's valuable to somebody and how do I know how many of those are made I I don't I'm so far behind in this financial stuff I, I don't I have no idea brother to the phones we go non-fungible tokens hello and welcome into our next call well, Merry Christmas, gentlemen. Merry Christmas. I understand you had a, quite an explosion on Twitter in the middle of the night. Laura said she was up what? watching you. She's following you on Twitter. My wife is a big fan of yours, as is Zach oh Lawson. Well, I need to follow her then. But look, no, I she has a burner it. account. Where she goes out and flames <laughs> people. Okay, honey, look. You I, Anyway, Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. But yeah, it was rough, but I, I thought, you know what? I'm not going to be chicken. But you, I would, Tony. Look, I was look. I had a good feeling. It certainly wasn't a bad feeling, but I was low key at Christmas. I was so thankful that when I heard the news, I was like, thank God I didn't talk no crap, no word. You know what I mean? Because, let me tell you, Edgar Allan Poe picked my eyes out. <laughs> the raven, quote the raven. Nevermore. <laughs> Nevermore. Yeah. And the only reason I know that is from wrestling. You are because uh, Scott Levy, when he was the when he was the reverend, when he was the Raven, would say, "Quote the Raven, nevermore." But oh, you, okay. you, okay. you really know your like you're a literary. Look, I, you're look, well I read in, for Millville. I believe in Sanzo. I spent the day. I got a ride up to the, where we done our family Christmas thing, and the gentleman I rode with. His last name was Poe, P-O-E, Edgar, I knew right then, that's my ride change, you know, conspiracy, yeah, I kept that to myself, Not regardless if it's my oldest kid, his last name's Poe. I gotta I ask thought, Matt, mm -hmm. I gotta, I gotta ask Matt a question here, hang on one sec, Peggy. Okay. Matt, are you following this? Dixon. To be honest, I am not, I'm a little out of, out of... I'm not sure what's going on. When you on. start talking literary things and you start getting into the, this this realm, you've lost these oh, people, Peggy. No, these people yeah, are. Yeah, well, you know, Poe Edgar Allan Poe wrote the right. You said I thought you knew the right. Yeah, the right. Quote the Raven Nevermore. Brian, yeah. are you familiar with it? Can you can you recite me a line, Brian? Oh, Lord. from the Raven. All I know and, is it's a spooky thing. You well, know. well, Brian, I'll tell you this. That's where the. Uh, Baltimore Ravens got That's their nickname. That's exactly from 
is exactly right. Edgar Allan Poe is from Baltimore, and it goes a little something like this. Laura is going to whoop you with a switch, Tony. He's from Baltimore. (laughs) Here, you ready, guys? Once upon a midnight dreary, while I pondered, weak and weary, over many a quaint and curious volume of forgotten lore, while I nodded, deeply napping, suddenly Mm -hmm. there came a tapping, as one gently rapping, rapping at my chamber door. "'Tis some visitor,' I muttered, tapping at my chamber door. "'Only this and nothing more. Ah, distinctly I remember. "'It was in the bleak December, and each separate dying ember wrought its ghost upon the floor. "'Eagerly I wished the marrow, vainly I wished to borrow from the books, "'Circease of sorrow, sorrow for the least of Lenore.'" For the rare and radiant maiden, whom the angels name Lenore, nameless here forevermore. And the silken, sad, uncertain rustling of each purple curtain thrilled me, filled me with fantastic terrors never felt before. So that now, to still the beating of my heart, I stood repeating to some visitors entreating entrance at my chamber door. Some late visitors entreating entrance at my chamber door. This it is, and nothing more. We're only halfway through that. No, we are. We oh, were literally a quarter of the way through it. that thing. That is beautiful. Ain't it wonderful? Now, I read that in the seventh grade. Look, I, I, you know, uh, but it is pretty good and not a hard read. But that's the first thing I thought of. Yes. I did not say a word yesterday. Oh. Mostly uh, cowboy oh. fans. I never one time made a remark or said anything. Nice. Like, you know, We're not ripping those cowboy fans, are we? Tony, uh-uh. Had a feeling. We're not ripping so those cowboy home, fans. I don't do nothing. I go to sleep. I wait all day to watch this ball game, and I must have fell asleep at like six thirty, seven o'clock. I wake up about 2 in the morning, and I am like, before I look at anything, I kind of have a feeling. I'm not just like, I just had a feeling, you know, there was something like they overlooked them. They thought they had it. You wouldn't, but I was listening. Uh, calling show a guy he is so fun he just sits there and fills these calls you know after a loss and I mean I tell you it was I said it's the most fun I had after a loss I thought that you know that's what these guys mean by the community the community uh, it, it is so much fun and I mean they got a guy that's a hardcore 49ers fan calling over you know from England I never heard so many bloody hells in one shit. <laughs> so you're telling me that you listened to the uh, 49er call-in show after the game. Because yeah. I'm going to tell you what, that was a wake-up to them last night. Hey, Brian Hartman, oh, not only did they get beat up as a football team, and get, they got ripped apart on the football field by that Raven that's, bunch. Is that Raven bunch the best team in football, Brian, that we're not even what, talking about? I, that's what I was going to ask you. you th- I yeah. thought you thought it was had, the Buffalo Bills. I think that Raven team's be. great. The Bills and the Ravens yeah, going to make they, a great chance. Game. Zero. They're get, they've almost gotten no good attention Zero. at all. Zero attention. Yeah. 
You talk about being under what? the radar. Yeah, they beat – when that Williams guy went out of that game last night, and, boy, he's a great player, that tackle. When he went out of that game, very seldom do you see a team down only two scores in the NFL with, like, six and a half minutes left. Tell their quarterback, you're not going back in the game. Because, basically, what? if we put you back in the game, you're going to get hurt against yeah. their defense. Yeah. That was insane I last mean, night. I'll tell you what, it was such an educational thing. Go! I found this guy on, on his post. Go! Ron Bow. Ron Bow. Ron Bow, and it's a 49ers call-in thing, honey. Yep. They was on that. Look, it's a weird hour. What's our time difference anyway? Do you know what Ron, so you know Ron Bow rhymes me. with? You know what Ron Bow rhymes with? Edgar Allan oh. Poe. Yes. Which rhymes with what? Which rhymes with what? Nico. I tell you, you have made a conspiracy uh, six degree separation. Sep- six degree separation. And I had some Kevin Bacon yesterday for well, breakfast. Heard, yes, and I did. T- listen, I heard that. I don't know what to think. It's, but before I, you know, it's, I have to try to stay it's on Matt. track here, Tony. Oh, well, I'm going to ask Matt because, Peggy, I got to go. You're the greatest. And, Brian, uh, Brian what did that rhyme with? Because. Poe, Ron Bowe rhymes with Edgar Allan Poe, which rhymes with Nico, which Brian rhymes with. Peggy, time to go. This is Coach Trader's Golf from Columbia Central High School Football. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer.
Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, memsmodernlandscape.com. That's memsmodernlandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. This is Trey Adcock with Dixie Equipment Sales and Rental. We sell ASV and Wacker Noisen equipment. We also rent a wide variety of compact equipment in the Middle Tennessee area. Come see us. We are located in Columbia, Tennessee at 200 East 16th Street. You can call us at 615-969-0118 or visit our website at www.dixiediesel.com. We have been in business for over 42 years and we would love to help you turn your project into reality. It's a memory-making time of year. This is Murray County Mayor Sheila Butt. Many years ago, as a little girl, I remember my mother receiving several packages in the mail. That was odd at our house. It was just a couple of weeks before Christmas. She put them away. I learned later that my dad had won a catalog shopping spree by selling the most cars the previous month. We were five young children and had just moved to Nashville from Illinois. It had been a tough year. About three days before Christmas, my mother started bringing out the toys one at a time. I remember her sheer delight as she presented each one to us. You see, we didn't know what was in the packages, but mother did. And she couldn't wait to give the toys to us. I know now that the true joy was in the giving. I hope during this holiday season and in the new year that every one of us will experience the true joy of giving whatever we have to give. From our house to yours, I wish you a very merry, merry Christmas and a joy-filled, prosperous New Year. Bringing the New Year, Ruby's Groove at the Mule House in Columbia. Rubik's Groove is your premier outside of the box 80s, 90s, and aughts tribute band. Featuring a high energy, character driven performance, you're not going to want to miss this one. Rock, pop, hip hop, characters, costumes, and videos. For tickets and more information, go to themulehouse.com. That's themulehouse.com. See you on New Year's Eve. This is Del Kennedy, Front Porch Radio. Today, I am at Foodland. Foodland is bright, airy, clean, well-stocked with almost anything you might want from a grocery store and Foodland has the reputation for the best meat department in Murray County. I'm talking with your local grocer, Miles Johnson, about what the Christmas specials are this week. Miles, what you got? 
Well, this week we have cooked shank portion hams, $1.49 a pound, ribeye steaks, $6.99 a pound, turnip collard or mustard greens, $0.99 cents a bunch, food club sugar, four-pound bags, two for six, and Coca-Cola 12-packs, two for 11. And as always, these specials run until next Wednesday, correct? Correct. Okay, folks, come to Foodland. Christmas music is playing. Greetings, Columbia. Mayor Chaz Mulder here, extending heartfelt gratitude on behalf of our incredible city as we wrap up another year. As we gather with family and friends, let's reflect on the blessings that make our community truly special and look forward to a brighter future together as we work hand-in-hand to make Columbia an even better place for all. I wish each and every one of you a happy new year. May it be filled with joy, success, and moments that make lasting memories. Cheers to the new year. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. So, I welcome you back. And I hate saying starting sentences with so, but it is what it is. Deal with it. Deal with it. Um, Thank you for joining my Christmas party. We've had friends stop by. I want to thank Jennifer... Uh, Morris for her s- s- snacks and treats for the family. That cheese, that Italian stuff, her husband's like a chef. But she gave us like a big gift basket of stuff imported from Italia. <clears throat> and we got into that yesterday, and it was fui magnifique, as they say in uh, Francais. Joining us now on your TLD Logistics Hotline. As I welcome him to my Christmas party, is my man Marcos Garza. Quay Pasa, Marcos Garza, Merry Christmas. Thanks for coming to our party. Hey, Merry Christmas. I mean, don't sound so thrilled to be here, Marcos. No, I, I am thrilled. I'm thrilled. I'm uh, driving right now, so uh, I'm going to try to avoid an accident. But Hands I'm free. Well. You know what we did? Yeah. Yeah. You know, we did a uh, Christmas dinner on Christmas Eve. Nice. This year, uh, and I think that might be my new thing, Tony. Are you, Marcos? Because I'm—I admit on the air, okay? I'm kind of a crank, and I'm sort of—I'm uh, a big, 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 big Thanksgiving guy. Christmas, for whatever reason, gets me down. I talk about you know struggles with depression on the air. <clears throat> Christmas just feels kind of heavy to me. I don't know; it always has. Going back to my childhood, um, where are you on Christmas? You a Christmas lover, Christmas fan, somewhere in the middle? Where are you on Christmas? I romanticize the idea of Christmas, but I think there's something about this time of year when the days are so short, right? The solstice was a few days ago. I think that makes it harder uh, when there's when the days are shorter yep. to be happy all the time. So. I like the idea of Christmas. I romanticize it. I like being, love being with family. Um, but in terms of this isn't my happiest time of year. Isn't that interesting? I'm a, I'm a daylight person, too. Um, I have a sun lamp, in fact, that's in the studio that I had on people that were watching me on um, a couple of our different channels that were on could see that it was a little brighter in here. I I did that for about an hour because we didn't have any sun yesterday and we're not going to have any today, I don't think. Although I'm not a weathercaster, but it was pretty gloomy when I walked into the Raymere studio an hour and a half ago. I don't know what it's like now, but 
Yeah, you're right about the shorter days. That is. Uh, so tell me about this revelation of a Christmas Eve gathering, and then does that make a more laid back Christmas Day? Is that what we're going for? Yeah, I think so. I think uh, usually, historically, I've always closed my office on Christmas Eve. And I think cooking is hard work, right? Um, in a good way, but it's still hard work. Yes. And I think there's something nice about getting all that stuff together. Also, too, if you got to go to the grocery store, I feel better about going on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day if I forgot something. And then, heck, I like the leftovers as much as the meal itself, so... You can kind of just sit around and veg out on Christmas Day and uh, eat leftovers and open a couple presents. Those of us who are a certain of a certain age remember when things closed, and so whenever I'm, if I have to invariably go somewhere on Christmas Day, <clears throat> that person behind the counter, I'm going to hand them a few extra dollars just for being there, just out of my nature, because I just feel so bad for people. That are having to work on Christmas Day. It's just my. It's just again. I'm back to my nature here. Thing again. But yeah, I feel guilty about it. My wife won't go out on Christmas Day. She yeah, refuses to, that's how Laura is. Um, yeah, it's like she's creating a demand for something she doesn't want to create a demand yeah. for. That's how Laura is. So back to back to this. I, I wanted to Marco since you stopped by, and I appreciate you coming by today. Man, the fish pantry. Our um, television ad that we ran, which was a hoot and a holler to film, but so many people gave their time to that. You gave all your marketing for like a month across all these things, and I think you do a little marketing, Marcos, because I had like a million people walked up to me in the last month and go, are you the guy in the hat on the commercial i see you you know you kind of like um that thing was really effective jim wright was telling me that that ad and our audience and the response to that was utterly incredible so i want to do this i want to congratulate you marcos for giving your time i want to congratulate this audience for responding in kind, Marcos. It's so cool to be a part of a community, isn't it? It is. Uh, you know, it's amazing. Yes, is a short answer. But, man, what a blessing it is to live around here. You know, there are, what is it, they talk about the five degrees of separation or whatever. I think in Knoxville it's like one and a half. And it's just amazing how uh, everyone at some level knows someone who knows someone else, and they all kind of rally together. When something like this happens, I, uh, you know, a couple things. One, I, I feel like by the time December rolls around, I'm tired of seeing my own marketing. Uh, so it's kind of a great opportunity to do something, particularly with you and uh, uh, Mike. Uh, Crazy Mike Carver. Time, but, yep. Yeah, which was a fantastic time. And then the other is, yeah, Jim Wright is just such a special person, and that organization is so special. I love supporting fish hospitality pantries because I've learned this over the years. I, I like doing things that, I mean, quite frankly, get our name out there. But the other thing is I like doing things that benefit somebody, that have a good cause. And what I've learned over the years is there are certain organizations, nothing against them, but sometimes you donate a dollar and 40% gives goes to the person or the people or the folks who need it. 
and then 60% goes to administration. And, I mean, that happens. That's probably part of doing business. But I just feel like Jim Wright is one of these guys who could probably run a Fortune 500 company by himself. Yes. But instead, he chooses to make probably next to nothing, or actually, anyway, next to nothing. And I feel like when I donate a dollar, 97 cents or 98 cents is going to what it's intended to go for. And that's, that's a special thing. I find that accurate. Um, and the thing about Jim Wright that I love, the thing that's remarkable about this place, if I can brag here on, like a Vince Keller, who listens to the show, who's just good as gold. And Jim was telling me that Vince spearheaded helping him raise a couple hundred thousand dollars for this project That because Jim just keeps needing space. The, the need is just so great in our community and he just keeps needing space and jim doesn't take a salary from that deal like like marcos was saying so just to brag on jim but vince never even told me that he raised that money which is how knoxville is if i did something like that marcos i put that in my blog hey man this is what we did i mean i really wouldn't but i would try to but that's how that's how great our community is, and we're all tied together. And the, I'll tell you the thing I, I love about you is that because in the in the legal thing, the legal deal now, you see these ads where these people are bird dogging, and they're not from here, uh, but they're trying to get leads. But the good thing about what you do, and the great thing about what you do, is your people are all local. And they live among these people and live among our community and worship with them and go to ball games with them. And, you know, that um, that sense of community. And then you uh, jumping on board and allowing us, and Vince early on as well, allowing us to create the community we do after those ball games. It's just so fascinating the way we gather from all around the world and talk about Tennessee football. Isn't that cool stuff? I mean, that is really cool, man. Yeah, well, I mean, the person who really deserves uh, most credit for that is uh, Tony Basilio. So uh, your ability to to foster and create a network of people and just be so real and earnest with folks, uh, I think, is a real testament to you. So you're you're the biggest part of the reason everyone comes together like that. So. Thank you. Thanks for letting me be a small part of it. Marcos Garza, I love you. You're my guy. I appreciate you. Um, one thing about you, man, you, you help a lot of people, and you do it very quietly. You're another guy that's not a uh, pat-me-on-the-back guy. I wanted to bring you on and celebrate the fact today that our audience really stepped up, and this community really stepped up for Jim Wright. I mean, that's an insane response they got to that marketing campaign they just did. And I just think that's really cool. uh, Yeah, I think they broke all prior records. Yeah, and and Jim said, Jim told us when we were filming that day, he said, guys, the economy and everything's kind of down, and, you know, we'll see what this thing does, and I don't really have high hopes for it. And, you know, Craig was like, hey, man, whatever. It's in God's hands. We're going to do it. You're not stopping it. We're not going to stop it. And lo and behold, um, 
great things happen. Marcos on the way out. Let's get silly. We were talking about Christmases. Are you old enough to remember those old catalogs that we used to gawk at, all the things that we couldn't have and couldn't afford as kids? Do you remember the days of the Christmas, yeah, the wish list um, and the wish books and all that stuff? Yeah, I think it was there a company called Best. Is that right? That had the big sort of odd-shaped building. What was that? Was it Best? Was it Best? You're thinking of Best? No, not Best Buy. You're, are you thinking of... Um, Sean, do you have any idea what he's thinking of? I don't know what a bet. There was there were two catalogs I remember. One was Sears. There was right. a J.C. Penney catalog, but there was also something called Spiegel, I think. But these big, huge, thick like wish books, and we oh, would I just spend a ton of time looking at stuff uh, I could never afford. Yeah, I, I love doing that. You have a favorite? Even a dog yeah. tag, an ear ma- earmark, the little page. All the right? pages. I was gonna go. Yeah. I was always going to turn to it and buy it, that thing one day. Yes. And I was telling a story earlier about like some of the different presents that, that we had gotten. And, man, I remember getting some things and going, God, this thing was a dud. And then I remember getting some things that were just like, as a kid, you know, wow. Wow. Incredible. Do you have a favorite toy, Marcos, that you got when you were a kid? Something jump out at you? Oh, that's a good question. Um, Tony, honestly, no. I So my dad died when I was about nine. We were pretty close to, I don't think we were poverty level, but uh, I didn't know it. I always felt like we were well taken care of by my mom. But um, she bought me a weed eater for Christmas one time because I'd take my push mower all over the place, push mowing lawns, and she bought me this. Uh, what I thought was a badass weed eater at the time. So I don't know. I think my childhood's a little bit skewed just because <laughs> the way I grew up. But uh, that's the biggest present I can think of that I remember enjoying. So I'm over, lame, there, right? I'm over there. No, I'm over there playing with trains that smoke and uh, AFX and Tyco race cars, and you got a weed eater. It sounds like we lived in two different worlds, Marcos. Well, it was a gas weed eater, though. So, I mean, that's what really made it awesome, right? Sean Sinclair, yeah. Cinco said he had a seven-year-old uncle that, um, or seven, he was seven years old, and his uncle brought him a gas-powered airplane. And he was telling a story earlier. He said they got one flight out of it, and that thing went up in flames on Christmas Day. And Cinco said it's like the greatest thing he's ever seen in his life. <laughs> I mean, that's what it's about. Like back then, and you can appreciate this being like an attorney on the attorney side of things. The society we lived in back then was totally dangerous compared to what it is now. Like metal toys with sharp edges. Yeah. The lawn darts. Do you remember those? (laughs) (laughs) Whose idea was that? Senko, did you ever have a pair of lawn darts? Because if you're not of a certain age, you have no idea what we're talking about. Those things were absolutely dangerous. You remember them, Sean? We, not only did we, not only did we have lawn darts, we used to play this game uh, called flinch. And so they would throw it. We'd throw it at each other, and if, if if you flinched, you lost, and then the other person got to punch you. See, so you throw the lawn dart at somebody and try to get close. To try to get how close you can, and if yeah. they move, you got to punch them. And that uh, that would have been a game I would have been absolutely involved in. There is, 
I mean, I remember when we were kids, I remember my cousin, first cousin, who lived in the same neighborhood, would literally take his father's buckshot, cut it open, get the gunpowder, dump it into a coffee can, light a long fuse, and see how big of a hole we could blow in the ground. I mean, that was summer activity. You did something like that today, man, the authorities would get called. Like packing a bomb in the middle of a field. Um, Marcos, the lawn darts thing is a great memory. Uh, all the stuff was like made of metal. These things were like, to describe them to somebody, I don't even know if you could, but they had like metal tips on the bottom of them. Some of them did, Marcos, and they were sharp as they could be because they had to dig into the ground. Yeah, they were heavy metal. Some of them, I feel like the little fins on them might have been plastic, but the point on the end was metal. Um, was metal. Yes, and very sharp. Lawn darts was a that's a uh, good stick by you. Everybody rode in the back of pickup trucks for many many miles. That was reality. Is that illegal these days, Marcos? Like in the state of Tennessee, if we did that. Are you allowed to do that um, now? You know, I don't know. I don't know if there's a statute on that or not, Tony. Uh, I think I think there is, but I have to double check. Maybe we have me on next week, and I'll after I research that. I think I think we're all smart enough just not to let people do that anymore. But uh, most of us, for we, some reason, it didn't occur to us. Do you, do you ever remember standing up in the front seat of your parents' car driving down the road? Of course. There were no, no seatbelts. Seat belt. No, nothing. No. Yeah, you just, you just stood there in the front seat. And, of course, I mean, your mom or dad could, uh, in my case, my mom could just reach out a right arm. And, of course, that right arm was the strongest thing ever, right? You'd never go through the windshield because your mom was going to stick a right arm. It was just, Marcos, I would not trade the time when I came of age for anything. But uh, And I wouldn't trade my relationship with you for anything, man. I really appreciate you oh, being here and standing behind our community. Uh, and I love you, man. Oh, I love you too, Tony. Thanks Thank for you, uh, allowing my, I, me to be a small part of this. My best to your uh, family. Uh, and next December 24, I expect an invite. You got it. Just um, love you, brother. Although, although I think Anthony could probably... I have to order some more standing rib roast. Anthony's coming over. I bet he can uh, Anthony has put on a show uh, the last several days. Yes. He's hey, a- Marcos. Marcos, before you leave, I've got a uh, grown boy. I've got a one and a half uh, Kevin Bacon thing for you, real quick. Uh, my my best buddy Todd is good friends with your wife friend Holly from Memphis. Does that ring a bell? Yeah, Holly. Uh, yeah, she's a fantastic lady. Uh, Absolutely. So I'm I'm glad to have met her, and she said that. Uh, oh uh, yeah, I know Todd. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I tell you what. You that's know, my Todd that's my college Todd roommate, here. best man. So uh, hopefully uh, we'll make that all of that connection sometime. Yeah, he's a good dude. I've only met him once or twice, but he sure loves Tony. I tell you, most of the phone calls or inquiries I get oh, stop aren't. It. Hey, Marcos, tell me about this. Or they're, they're more like, Hey, do you know Tony Basilio? And I'm, Yep. <laughs> He is who he is. He's that exactly that way uh, in real life or personally as well. So, See, this is our Christmas party. But yeah, That's what Todd's we're doing. a cool dude. Yeah, so Todd's a great guy. Now, tell me about Holly, uh, Cinco. Let's talk about it. We're on the air. We're just, it's a Christmas party. 
Uh, nice, nice girl. Uh, I just like, uh, I've met her a few times through them. And, From uh, Memphis. They seem to be hitting it off famously. And uh, they, I think um, I think she said when they come in town, she comes in town to see her boys, uh, one of her sons that they uh, stay with, uh, they stay with Marcos. What? And, uh, have a big time over there, yeah. Garza? Yeah. Uh, so Holly Collins, uh, Ramsey, my wife, who you've met, okay. her son is a really fine young man named Preston mm-hmm. Collins. Yep. To, uh, it's our Christmas got a major party. in urban forestry and works for Earthadelic uh, as a, I guess, kind of a construction super and splash uh, tree guy. Uh, nice. Anyway, Preston's a great kid. He's a nephew. He lived with me while he went to UT. We helped helped him go to school. So, um, and he's married a, a nice girl from Farragut and uh, got married a few months ago. And, Working for Earthadelic here in Knoxville. But, yeah, his mom, Holly, comes over here, oh, I don't know, once every other month, once a quarter or something. That's awesome, man. It's, hey, it is yep. a, and, and, it's a small And to bring it full all. circle, Todd's daughter, Olivia, is a uh, little protege to Tony. Olivia is one of the coolest. She interviewed me for a school project, and she was like tw- 20 at the time, 2021. And Marco, she had the maturity of somebody in their like late fifties. Like she was very old soul. Not silly, like some you know, young people. I was really silly as a kid, looking back on it. Real I, I bet I was so damn annoying. She was like really, really way up there emotionally, her emotional intelligence. I was just like Yaw. Yeah. Don't you think young women seem to be a lot more impressive younger on average than dudes? I, when we inter, when I interview people in their young 20s, man, the, the young women are always so articulate and communicate well and look you in the eye and have stuff to offer. Now, I feel like most guys in their young 20s are kind of goofy. Uh, me and no me. doubt. No doubt. I, I look back on my like early 20s and I cringe at some of the things I did, said, believed uh you know all those things but uh that's a very uh, a, i think a good observation on your part and marco's much love to you my best you're the man buddy thanks for coming by to our christmas party oh thank you pit cells are in the mail brother the pit cells are in the mail the great marcos garza and you find them online garzalaw.com did uh did uh leroy get marcus's weed eater only eventually? you only you <laughs> Poor Leroy. Now, we're not on the radio today, but the Leroy thing, the Leroy bit is a great freaking bit. I ain't going to lie to you. Let's go back to our phones. I am not going to lie to you. (laughs) By the way, Brian, I was told uh, by... um, Where am I ticket? I was comparing notes with Y today, and Y says to me, I love Brian... Doing uh, screaming Greek on your last show, just over and over again. He said you were in rare form Friday, Brian, when you asked Watson Brown about sports gambling. Matt, I don't. Matt, we were on here. What did you think of Brian asking Watson Brown if he likes to play the ponies? <laughs> I couldn't believe he asked that. <laughs> it was Incredible. so great. Trying to so get a great. gotcha moment. So great. Let's go back to the phones. Coach Watson, Brown, Bohannon, in case you're just joining us, our Christmas party. I'm going to, like, um, 
25 more minutes, and then we're just going to roll out of here. But I wanted to get together for a couple hours. We really don't have much to talk about today, other than the fact that I believe, talking to people, that Nico's going to play a large role in this football game coming up. I was told he's going to start by two different people. I personally don't believe that, but I'm passing it along, so I'm not reporting it, okay? But they're telling... They're saying he's going to play a big, big role in this game, and I think that's great. I hope that's correct. Um, I, I, I really wish and and want that to be so. So, but don't please don't go telling what well, Tony says. You know he's going to start. No, Tony, Tony's not saying that because this coach. Uh, you know, I just, um, I learn, okay? Here is what the throat is thrown down today for Christmas wishes. Cinco, you tell me how much of this is gettable. Are you ready? And then we'll go back. To, well, let's do this. Let's go with the phones. It's a geophysical yeah, year I didn't, of the I didn't, get, I didn't make the list. That, that kind of ticks me off. Geophysical year of the caller. Hello and welcome into our next call. You're live on the air. Merry Christmas, gentlemen. This is Q. Hey, Q, Merry Christmas to you. Hey. Merry Christmas. It's been a welcome, since welcome. I've been able to Well, welcome to, to our party. In. Yes, sir. It's always good to have you. Welcome mm-hmm. to our party, my friend. Hey, I wanted to first off say uh, there, uh, one of the, during one of the Kentucky football games, they did a uh, little story about their running back who's um, either one or both of his parents. He grew up a majority of his child and adolescent years of uh, their parent was in prison, and I just couldn't help but think of your Machi tailgate and all that you do for all that, um, all those students and kids, and can't help but think that uh, you know some of those kids are going to be impacted and have the same opportunity that that young man had because of you and all communities' efforts. So I just wanted to hear at the end of the year and giving thanks that that's a that's a really great thing, and um, thank you for for doing that for our community and being an example to all of us. Um, I thank them. You know, you know, I, I was at our tailgate. I was visiting with the fellow that's over all of it, and he is a beautiful guy. And he says to me, you know, Tony, the one thing we've learned down through the years here is to really, really celebrate the wins. He said, because when you do this kind of work, you take some L's. He said, so we really celebrate. So a young man like that who had that background Celebrate the wins, my friends. Celebrate the wins. So I I take the light that you've said for me. I put it on those people that do it every day. Essentially, what we do is we take our platform and shine our light on the great work that those people do Um, because that is frontline stuff. And, man, you take some L's when you do it. You try to help everybody, and some you can, and some are just going to stay in the cycle, and, you know, you – you really it makes you really appreciate uh, those that can that can that can see something else and head to something else. And sport is such a powerful thing. I was talking with a friend of mine last night. The opportunity coaches have today—it's always been a great opportunity, but today the opportunity to impact people that need it so badly, so badly, just to see there's something else out there. But go ahead. Well, I'm I, sorry, Q. Thank I you. Think, for- I think. I think. I think several years down the road, you'll hear a testimony of some of them saying, hey, a radio show host in uh, Knoxville 
you know, got me to a football game. And, mm-hmm. You know, it was the start of an interest or, yep. or further in a, a, a hobby. Uh, but, you know, to the Nico thing, you know, that we really haven't been able to, to see him in, in any way to make any type of judgment. And even right. when he was put into games, it was kind of frustrating situations. And, you know, you can say put him in and just let him throw it and let him play it. But it's, I don't know how realistic that even even was you know i i personally feel there should have been a more purposeful uh, spots to to put him in but um you know the way our schedule lined up you know mathematically even going into the missouri game the you know i whether believable or not you know mathematically tennessee was still alive in the east and you know it's hard to make that move and then what are you going to put him in I know it was a significant amount of playing time against Georgia that next week. So, but anyway, that's that's water under the under the bridge. But the idea of you know not wanting to get exposed, which I don't think that's necessarily the thought of everybody, but you know we all kind of have that concern. But you know, uh, of course, Manning's been set as a precedent coming in halfway through the year, and he struggled some. But you know, Schaefer and Ainge both rotated out starting as freshmen. I think. Clawson was a freshman. He was hurt a little bit at the beginning of the year and came in at the road against Alabama. I know that Alabama of now, but still, you know, they, they still had players. And, and he's been in the program for, I guess, now with this bowl over a year. So I think he's more than, and especially now getting uh, the NIL money and the expectation on him. I, I think it's more than reasonable to, to put him in and not let that be a, a deterrent. Um, That's a really great point. You know, He's been here 13 months. That is a really... By the time that bowl game were to happen, he would be celebrating his 13th month on campus. That is a great point. A great point. So why wouldn't you do it? it? That's a great point. On him, but, you know, he's been here a decent amount of time. No, I mean, no. to your to your point, uh, Manning played and and Brandon Stewart played when they were weeks on campus. Uh, um, you talked about um, uh, and and by the way, those guys weren't very good their freshman year, but it was what it was. You just you know you go out there and you play and um, who else did you point out? Oh, Schaefer and Ainge Schaefer started, and Ainge. yeah, yeah, and beat Florida at home. In their second or, or third game, uh, I'm going to contradict myself here for a second. And you know, I've been critical of Banks uh, and the scheming and the you know that zone is certainly maddening. This isn't necessarily a defense, no pun intended to to them. But you know, you go back to the Missouri and even Florida game, and you know there was some crazy stuff happened in the second half of that Alabama game. Not an excuse, but an explanation. And Georgia is just kind of an outlier when when the offense isn't moving the ball at all scoring no matter how good our defense is they're always going to kind of be on the ropes with as fast as pace we play but if you go back and watch the missouri game specifically our defense um you know obviously wasn't great but they held us to be in striking distance but when that offense isn't moving the ball you you can just there i mean they, they have no chance no chance at all and just maybe on my christmas list with these young uh, defensive backs and and uh, and Nico in the in the mix getting us more points on the board. Hopefully, uh, hopefully that can kind of plane out to 
to how it was uh, last year with Hendon. But, you know, that's my, my Christmas wish. And let me ask you this on the way out, that um, the guy from Ole Miss, that Walker Jones, are we are we seeing kind of the, uh, with them being on the, the ground floor or out front of what it's going to look like for these football programs or is Tennessee going to have to hire a, a GM type person? Of course, I know Danny Watts kind of, he's a very public per, persona for an athletic director, but are we going to, and of course Kiffin is like that as a head coach, but you know, Hopple, I wouldn't necessarily say has that pizzazz as a, a Kiffin type re- recruiter. And, and that's not, a, that's not a knock on Hopple by any means. It's just the, the charisma that somebody like Kiffin has with the uh, online presence and all that. Are we going to have to hire like a Vitello type almost GM that specifically for football that, you know, with the, with the question marks behind recruiting and, and everything else that kind of manages this thing and is out in front of, um, cause each program's a little bit different because, you know, Alabama has, exactly you know, right. in they don't really count, you know, and then Deion yeah. Sanders at Colorado, he doesn't really Count. Those guys are cults of personality, you know, uh, yeah. to some extent. And I appreciate it. Sean, if you're calling the shot at Tennessee, they already have the high kid who's like their director of player personnel guy behind the scenes, and they call the portal with him and stuff like that. They've got guys that are, you know, digging into the granular stuff every day. Exy thinks that they're lacking, which is why I put in the blog today, I'm granting him two hotshot recruiters. He thinks they're lacking up front on their staff firepower. What would you do, um, Cinco, if it was your dime? Well, I think if we're honest with ourselves, um, and I know this is not the time to be, to be perceived as negative, but if you... If you come in eighth in your conference right yeah. now, yep. I I think that's a hard sell that you're recruiting at a 12-team playoff uh, category right here. Again, I'm not trying to be negative. Um, then you add you have to you have to be objective and say that Texas and Oklahoma right now are doing a better job than we are mm-hmm. uh, recruiting high school kids. Texas certainly is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alabama, Georgia. So if you if you just take the right there, Alabama, Georgia, Texas, uh, SEC is not getting more than three teams in a playoff, I wouldn't think. Uh, and then you still have the other guys. So you know, I had a had a um, had a, a listener send me a text today wondering about you know we got you have people like uh, Scott Altizer and some of the old heads over there, and I'm not. I'm not suggesting anyone's not doing their job or anything like that. And I don't mean to call out Scott Altizer because he's been there a long time and he's done a great job over the years with the high school coaches in the state. But, you know, and I don't know how a specific person, but someone like uh, Grant Furking, um, somebody, uh, somebody needs to be in that liaison role, general manager that has a big picture thing uh, that can easily talk to the kids and NIL spire groups can go uh, talk to um, uh, the big money people because you're you, you, this is the world we live in right now. Um, and I don't know who that person is, but my concern has always been that with Tennessee, we have 20 plus years of looking at um, uh, people that 
thought, in my opinion, they were bigger than the program. Uh, we've we've won a lot. We've 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 won a lot doing it this way. Uh, people that have uh, had UT was their little fiefdom, and uh, that we can't do that. Uh, we're we're kind of behind some other schools with far as natural resources as talent, and so I, I do think I, I think you're going to have to have a, a person or two that just has to be above it because we've seen that. And with all due respect, I don't think that um, many more than maybe uh, Nick Saban can can run general manager and head coach because the head coach has a nine million dollar salary that he's going to be protecting. Um, and you have to have somebody that looks above that, uh, gets a better, but I don't, does that become the, the head coach's boss? Uh, I don't think that, uh, I don't think that the athletic director is, uh, you know, schooled enough in football to know that. So I think the caller makes a great point. Uh, you, you've got to have somebody that's above the process. You know, the thing he really brings up, which is a great, great point is that in each particular case, depending on the skill set of your head coach, you could have a different need for that role. And and our guy obviously needs, how do you put this tactfully? He needs some pop. Our guy needs some well, pop. take a look he at this. Does. And again, he I love pop. Josh. And he I need, want no, him need, to be the coach. We're all, all different, stuff, Sean. But, he needs pop. Yeah, we're all different. But here's the thing is, he can. He, I don't mean this as a negative. I don't. But he can hardly be involved with the defense. That's right. His own team. That's right. So if you're gonna, you got a guy that's so offensive centric in his thinking, in his passion, in all that stuff that he can't, you know, be all that bothered with defense. And I, that's a wrong choice of words. And forgive me that because of course he's bothered. He, obviously, he he cares about the defense and special teams. But come on, how how, do you, how can you be expected to manage this other the personnel department? You can't. No. So so and 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 I was told that internally they just believe, hey, look, we're doing a, not, a good enough job on earth and th- unearthing, but we're just not closing. We're just not closing. And so we'll, we'll, we can throw that around. I'll tell you what, I'm I'm gonna stay for some overtime because I got full bank calls. And we'll do some TLD logistics overdrive overtime because why not? I mean, it's a holiday and we're all just hanging out today. And that's why I wanted to do the show. Nobody else is doing this. That's why I wanted to do it because I'm nuts. And this is our community. And I love you and I appreciate you. Let's come back after this. This is Trip Stoltz with Columbia Ace Hardware. I love listening to 101.7 WKOM FM, Columbia, Tennessee. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. 
Hi, it's Terry from Tillis Jewelry, your festive gift destination this Christmas. Unwrap the magic with our natural diamond earrings starting at an incredible $99. Yes, you heard it right, $99. Picture the joy of discovering these stunning gems in your stocking. But there's more. Explore our brand new diamond pendants and dazzling stack rings at fantastic prices. Make this season unforgettable with Tillis Jewelry. Come see us on the Columbia Square, where the gift is wrapped with elegance. Tillis Jewelry, making your Christmas sparkle brighter. Happy Holidays! Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job and fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Hey, this is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Football season is here, and that means tailgating starts now. Come see us at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard and let us help you get your backyard game ready. We are open Monday through Friday from 7 to 7 and on Saturday from 8 to 4. Go Vols! Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. I am Jack Blackstone. I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. 
Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE PrimeTech, Bandit, and Surex dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. Don't let pain keep you out of the game. Murray Regional Physical Therapy's experienced team of therapists can help you recover from surgery, injury, or illness by designing a plan that meets your unique needs. We utilize state-of-the-art equipment and proven techniques to help you get back to doing the things you love. Schedule a consultation at any of our convenient Southern Middle Tennessee locations by calling 931-380-4014. Murray Regional Health, where clinical excellence meets compassionate care. Need a little extra cash for the holidays? From now until Christmas, Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical is giving you a $500 Visa gift card when you buy select new HVAC systems or receive a $250 gift card with a new tankless water heater. And upgrade now with monthly payments as low as $79. Visit happyhiller.com. Happy you'll be or the service is free. Call the Happy Face Truck today. Tuscaloosa, we live by the blue-collar basketball motto. Stepping back, deep three, bottom. Hard work. Two on one, driving, stepping through, tough shot, got it to go. Dedication. Front court to the rack. Oh! And teamwork. Play the song for the champions of the Southeastern Conference. Join us for every game right here on your home for Alabama basketball. Right here, Saturdays on WKOM 101.7 FM. Get ready for a shopping experience like no other at Old School Vapor. We carry a huge selection of disposables from Cato Bar, Viho, Raz, Lost Mary and Breeze. We've got it all. Enjoy a whopping 35% off your entire e-liquid purchase, 20% off everything else. Plus, discover the largest legal cannabis selection in the state. Along with a variety of Kratom, Kava, and Glass products, check us out at OldSchoolVapor.com. Debbie Matthews Realtor and her husband Jason, who is a pro songwriter, also own a music publishing company. They live in historic downtown Columbia with their dogs. Dog rescue work is their passion project. They consider Middle Tennessee their backyard and their lives are full of all things Tennessee. Debbie says there is no greater honor than to help someone find a home. To be trusted with that job, there is no greater privilege. Call Debbie at the Nashville Realty Group, 615-476-3224, 615-476-3224. Join Center of Hope for the annual New Year's Eve Mule Drop in downtown Columbia. It all starts at 8 p.m. with the amazing Emerald Empire Band. Food trucks, a beer garden, axe throwing, and a cigar lounge will all be there. Hourly countdowns and toasts will lead up to the Mule Drop at midnight. The Mule Drop is free and family-friendly. Presented by Center of Hope. Sponsored by Experience Murray and Baxter Management. No live mules will be used at this event. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. TB back with you. So during the timeout, I was digging on this whole um, Nico deal and the bowl game. And, and, you know, look, I mean, let's face it. This is really kind of the deal, right? So Tennessee is practicing with Danny White's Connections. They're practicing at Central Florida. They've had all their stuff moved. 
They were originally, um, they were originally going to practice at a high school field. So now they're they're basically they're hiding in plain sight. Is essentially what the Vols are doing because by practicing at Central Florida, that has created a wall of separation. For them, the media loves bowl practice because bowl practice is generally done in a wide open space at a high school facility. You can't really monitor it. It gives them a real opportunity to watch a bunch of young guys and get out there and watch what you want to watch. It's hard to close a high school practice because you're just right there in the open. This deal here, this deal here, uh, is an interesting, interesting, interesting aspect, um, uh, a, an interesting dynamic, because now the media, trust me, this Nico stuff's going to be everywhere, and how much is he going to play? And I just had somebody else tell me, Tony, I can't tell you definitively where or not he's starting, but he is getting a ton of reps, which I think is great news. I think that's wonderful news. Now, we're going to do some TLD Logistics Overdrive Overtime here momentarily. I think that is absolutely wonderful, wonderful news. Um, i leave it with you. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia.